Hello and welcome to the Mixed Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper. So let's jump into it. For tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about new music review of Fabio Foreign and his new song, City of Gods, and Pusha T's new track, Diet Coke. But before we jump into it, let's get those social media plugs out there. Kev, where can they find us on social media? You can find us on Instagram at Mix Air Rap Pod, and our Twitter is Mix Air Rap. All right, that's what's up. What can they find you on social media? You can find me across all social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, WeChat, if you're on that Asia thing, or Mixcloud, if you like DJ Mixes, at The313Kid, T-H-E, 313-K-I-D. That's what I'm talking about. So here we go. We're going to jump right into this with our man Fabio Foreign featuring Kanye and Alicia Keys with City of Gods. Nigga, this my shit. Welcome to the city of God. Pop was the king of New York. Now I'm the nigga in charge. Only the drill is the city of sauce. Find out the ops when you pick them apart. I give them my time, so I give them my heart. If the city love me, then they're really a star. Yeah, man. That was just a taste of uh, City of Gods by Fabio Foreign. And uh, featuring Kanye and Alicia Keys, we're gonna jump into it with the heavy hitters and find out what their thoughts were on this this uh, new track. Uh, Reaper, what are your thoughts on City of Gods? Freaking banger! Like, listen, when I tell you, I was one of the early Fabio foreign adopters or people trying to, you know, trying to tell people drill music isn't just pop smoke. There's, you know, other other people that you can listen to. And Fabio Foreign was one of the uh, standouts, but it's it's another thing. So there's this this uh, YouTuber that I follow named Ocean, Ocean Gang or Drown. That's what he always says. But he makes beats from scratch and finds weird samples and just you know talks about like production and stuff like that. So like if you're a startup kind of producer, tips and tricks and you know stuff like that. Anyway, he really likes. Uh, he's from the UK, so he really likes drill. He really like. Um, Forgive me, I'm for, I'm forgetting what, what it's called in the UK right now, but um, he makes a lot of beats like that, and he actually brought in a singer on one or two of his videos. He was like, oh, "Let's just try this out," kind of thing. And from the moment that he did that, I always wondered, like, why don't singers get on drill beats a lot? Because the way the the bass slides and everything, it seems really fitting for a singer to be on that. And when I heard Alicia Keys, I didn't even know it was Alicia Keys. Because when I first listened to the song, it just said Fabio. It didn't say it had any features on it or whatever. When I heard the singer on there, I was like, oh, this is fire. This is exactly what it needs. And even at the beginning, I thought it might have been a sample. But um, hopefully more singers get on drill beats. They're not afraid to try that out. Hopefully it doesn't get worn out, though. I really say that as a disclaimer. But um, And then the final thing is just... Uh, this is a, a, a drill thing at, at, at large. 
some of people again some people complain about drill music that is the same a lot of the beats have a lot of sameness a lot of them are around the same tempo and stuff and i worry about how an entire album of it'll sound but things like this will help if you got some singing in it or some some variants if you're going to use a lot of the same beats across a whole album so but banger I, re- I really like the song I i'm telling you man i feel you on that one for me you know it, it, Fabio is is set himself to be the man, you know. When you make statements like that on a track, you got to back it up. And from all things that I've heard and checked out from him, as well as people talking about him, he he's the up and comer, you know. Again, my man Pop Smoke, rest in peace. I think that he would have it, it would have been a beautiful thing to have both of them around to push each other to new heights and maybe put you know New York really back on the map. So hopefully Fabio can do it and encourage other young people behind him to do it as well. So that's my two cent. Let's let our anchor man Kev finish this one now. Kev, your thoughts on Fabio Foreign and uh, City of Gods? I'm indifferent on it. It did, you know what? As you say, Pop Smoke, it does have a very uh, Pop Smoke feel to it. I will agree with with uh, Reaper when he said that uh, more R and B singers should incorporate drill beats and that is a surprise when you know everybody is kind of everybody's kind of getting in the same lane i guess you can say but you don't really see a lot of collaborations between i guess r&b singers and i don't i don't want to say drill rappers or trap rappers just rappers in general so i think that is a good you know i think that would be a good mix you could say drill you could say drill rappers that's fine well i don't want to say drill rappers because I don't even really think you have a lot of R&B singers over trap beats either, though. Right? I think it's more R&B singers over trap beats than ever before. I mean, there's a whole, like, subgenre, like, trap soul. Like, Bryson Tiller and, like, Usher did that whole album with Zaytoven, you know? like. Okay. Well, okay. I, I guess I will say Drill Beats then. I think that would be a good mix together, but this did sound like a Pop Smoke beat. I mean, I, mean, I, I didn't really catch it at first, but... I see it now. I wasn't the biggest Pop Smoke fan, so that's why I'm really not feeling the song that much. But um, I can see where it will be a hit, and I think that, you know, this is something that could establish him as being, like, next up. And I hope, you know, I hope that whatever's going on in New York doesn't derail his impact and, and, and what he can do because... You know, at the end of the day, I would hate to see a young man who's out here. He's making music, even though I don't always agree with that content. I I still would hate to see him, you know, not to be able to make be successful in the rap game as a whole. So whatever, whatever he can get, you know, whatever they can get along with, with the New York mayor and everything they got going on. I hope they figure that out. And and I wish him much success. But I'm I'm not really feeling the song, though. Well, that's too bad. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, it might grow on me, but it's just, I'm, I'm not really, I wasn't, you know, I didn't get with the big pop smoke hype. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like trap uh, drill music is what you're saying. I, you know what? I can't say that. And I think, but you know what I, what I think it's, I don't like New York drill. But just say it. But just say it. Because New York drill don't make sense to me. What? It don't. It don't. It's like, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person that I believe, I like regional I like regional sounds. So 
for for when you say drill, I think of Chicago. I don't think of nowhere else in the country. If you say drill, it's Chicago to me. If you say trap, it's Atlanta to me. If you say bass, it's Miami to me. So yeah, but we've we've had this this combo like right when I joined. Like Chicago drill is a is a is a a topic that they use. You know, because drill focuses on a lot of really rugged stuff, a lot of violence, a lot of gun talk and stuff. But guess what? That can be any rap song. So Chicago drill is the one that doesn't make sense if you want to keep it a buck. At least New York drill has a sound that's adapted from grime. Grime is the word that uh, escaped me earlier when I was referring to Skepta in the UK. And stuff so why like can't that. they just call it something else then? Or use a different rhythm or something. You're right. They, they, you're right. They, they should call it grime. They should. But, but again, if they called it New York grime, you would just say, "Grime is from the UK. It's not real." It, but it's like, that's right. I would say the same thing. <laughs> I mean, there's no winning with you. You just don't like how it sounds. Because if you like how it sounds, you wouldn't care what it was called. Hey. Eh? True. Bingo. Let's move <laughs> on. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Skepta. Uh, that's the record that people need to listen to. If you're, you know, still warming up to Pop Smoke or still warming up to Fabio or some of the dudes doing New York, uh, or actually uh, Fabio's from Chicago, I believe. But if you're still warming up to Drill, listen to Skepta's Konnichiwa album. It'll give you a real idea of where Drill or Grime could go. Like all the stuff don't have to be the same tempo. It doesn't have to be so dark. It can be a little bit brighter. Some of the songs can even be like, more party-ish than some of the darker New York stuff. Uh, and f- just FYI, Fabio's from New York. Oh, he is? Okay. Yep, he's from Brooklyn. But that's that's strange that he linked up with Kanye like so heavily. I, I thought he would have been from Chicago. No, sh- Kanye Kanye likes Kanye likes all the young guys. He likes that. He likes their vibe. He likes their... He likes where they're at right now. That's not to say that he won't be a fan for long, but he embraces the young talent for some reason. I, I don't know what it is though, but he he, he really connects with them in a, in a it's, it's a special bond he has with them. Well, yeah, it's funny, man. I remember he was on 106 in Park. Uh, yeah, I won't go too deep down the rabbit hole because we you know still got to review stuff. But um, I remember he was on 106 in Park when Late Registration came out. And uh, he had Paul Wall on late registration and Cameron is on there. And there was somebody else that I remember they they questioned, like, why is he on, on this record? It doesn't seem like he matches the music that you make. And he was just like, you know, I want my albums to be like a stamp in time. Like whoever is hot at the time this album comes out, or whoever I'm rocking with at the time, they should be a part of this this journey. And it made total sense because Paul Wall was on fire in 05, 06. Not really Cameron, I guess, because Purple Haze came out in like 2004. But So maybe it's just that. Like, yeah, putting Travis on the air, putting Travis on Donda, I mean, and like Fabio on there. So so there is a story behind uh, Ye and uh, Fabio, and I'm just trying to find, okay. So Steve Rifkin was on Vlad, and he told the story. During the making of Donda, Ye heard one of Fabio's singles and was like, get him on a plane, get him out here. And they've been inseparable ever since. Like, Ye follows him everywhere. You know, he, he wanted that grime uh, feel to his music anyway. So this is kind of how he gets his uh, gets his uh, 
you know, how, you know, how you, you know, how this is his representation of what he thinks is going to make him legitimate in that world. You know, the trap, uh, uh, drill, grime scene. So he, he's had five year around him for a hot minute. And uh, you'll, you'll see in the, in the up and coming music that Ye's putting out that um, which I did not know that Steve Rifkin was uh, Ye's uh, manager up until recently. Had no idea. So learned a lot. Shout out to Steve Rifkin, man. Loud Records. Yeah, no doubt. All right, moving on to uh, our next song, a new music review, and that's going to be our man Pusha T and his song Diet Coke. Let's get it. It's not today's price. Imaginary players aiming coach right. Master recipes under stove lights. The number on his jersey is the quote price. You order Diet Coke, that's a joke, right? Everybody get it off the boat, right? But only I can really have a snow fight. Detroit nigga challenge, what's your dope like? If your bin's bigger, step it up to ghost life. Yeah, man, and that was uh, Pusha T with uh, Diet Coke. I'm going to jump in first on this one and just say that uh, the production on this joint was straight fire. Problem for me, which is, has been for quite some time with uh, Pusha T, is this man's been a millionaire for close to a decade now, and we still selling dope. We still the biggest dope dealer in, in Virginia. We still, that's what we doing. And I, I, I'm, I'm enough, I, I just, I, I need some level of growth. That's just me. I'm an old head and, and and I'm sorry. I apologize. That's best I can do. But the, the production on it was straight fire. Let's jump into it with Kev. Kev, your thoughts on Pusha T Diet Coke. Yeah, that beat was just amazing, man. Shout out to 88 Keys, man. I think he said he made that beat like 12 years ago. That that that's just that's damn near unheard of. But ah, I wish the content was different. That's my only gripe with it, you know. But I, but I also feel like it's it's a subliminal message in there, and I haven't figured it out yet. So that's why I'm like, eh, I don't want to dismiss it just yet. So I'm a Pusher fan, and and I I love 88 Keys, man. I think the boy is underrated. So it's a, it's a yes for me. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna keep giving it a chance. I'm gonna listen to it a few more times and try to get that the message from it because I, I, I like you said, I think there is something in it because it's not all the all the way his former type rap, the way he usually goes hard in the paint about dope Dylan. So I give it a chance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, it's, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, the, he, he got married. He didn't had a baby and I feel like he would change just a little bit. And that's why I feel like it's, it's a subliminal message in there somewhere, but you know, it, it hopefully it comes out later on or, you know, his album might explain it some more later on, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. I feel you there. Let's let uh Reaper anchor this one. Reaper, your feelings about diet Coke by Pusha T. Yeah, man, it's very derivative. It's uh, like you said, been millionaire for, and, and again, I, I understand the, cause we've had mafioso rap and stuff like that. I understand personas, but He's not really ever referred to himself as, you know, Frank White or Freeway Ricky or anything. He's just like, no, this is me kind of thing. And 
not to go off on a tangent, but that's the reason Cassidy and some of those dudes from the mid-2000s, Joel Santana, kind of flamed out because people said that they didn't evolve or they was talking about street stuff too much or drugs too much. And as, you know, rap moved on, people was like, we don't want to hear that anymore. But somehow they're still letting Pusha get away with it. So, yeah, the beat is tight, though. And, yeah, 88 Keys 12 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever it was. And uh, they said Kanye got a hold of it and, and added some touches to it. So probably the uh, the scratches and the today's price is not the same as yesterday's price. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because, man, my, one of my homeboys, he says that almost once a week like you know because we out here when we do shows and stuff especially out of town shows we got to negotiate and sometimes he thinks back like "Mm, the last time we interacted wasn't the best you know i'm gonna charge y'all extra if y'all want me to come out there and when they ask he always says today's price is not the same as yesterday (laughs) so uh i think that's i'm gonna be honest with you i think the i think those scratches only were 88 scratches say it again I think I don't think Kanye added too much to that beat, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't you know Kanye. He might add anything from a clap to scratches or 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 nothing. Just EQ'd it out or something, you know. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the the short little thing uh eighty eight keys did on Instagram saying, you know, it was a old beat. And he said the name of it. I'm meant to look it up and see if I could find what the original one sounded like and just compare it. I do wish the 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 scratching the crack 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 it's like it's super OD like it's on the track too many times. Um, I wish they would leave that off, leave it more open so Pusha could just rap. Yeah, I like the beat overall, and again, especially we haven't heard really any soul sample kind of thing in in quite a while, at least on a, a mainstream level. Yep, I feel you on that one, and uh, that was our new music review of Fabio Foreign and City of Gods and Pusha T's Diet Coke. Now we're moving on to our next segment, and this is going to be our Grammy review and predictions. So we're going to jump into it and start off with the first category for the Grammy Awards for rap, and that's Best Rap Performance. And the Nominees are Family Ties, Baby King, featuring Kendrick Lamar, Up, Cardi B, My Life, J. Cole, featuring 21 Savage and Moray, Thought Shit, Megan Thee Stallion. So let's jump into it, fellas. I'm going to let Reaper bring this one to bring this one home right now. And just what, what, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, what, 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 who's missing or is this a legitimate nominees? I think it's fine. Uh, I'm actually unsure of the difference between best rap performance and best rap song it sounds like a you know somebody gets in an argument with you and semantics and they say no i didn't say song i said performance so are we talking live no i'm you know so i don't that's not super clear but um looking at the list did you did you say all five of them one two three four five i've got five here did you say all five the Grammys website only has four. I'm on I'm on Grammys Grammy.com, 
and it under rap best rap performances for a rap performance single or tracks only and i only have four what what's your fifth one okay oh it says withdrawn yeah drake drake withdrew all his um nominations this year okay yeah i saw that he withdrew from album of the year or or rap album of the year i didn't know he withdrew all nominations well that makes sense yeah yeah it's fine it's fine like i said uh, i did that uh songs that was rocking in the club at the end of last year and it's not like a, a song has put on here that is not deserving of being acknowledged i mean maybe family ties because i actually talked to a handful of people and was just like they all like this song Again, it was specifically like a club setting, though. And they said, no, not really. I don't mind it, as long as Cardi or Megan wins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for me, man, you know, I, I think that, you know, overall for performances, I wouldn't mind them throwing uh, Tyler in here, but it is what it is. Uh, I definitely think as far as performances are concerned, Cardi will probably win this one. Uh, the list is it's solid. They, like like uh, Reaper said, the Baby Kim song. It the Kim. I just think that that's how you look at it. I know he and I as uh, DJs. I, I'm not gonna play that song in, in one of my sets. It's just it, it's not going. No one's gonna dance to it. So, but I can't say that it's not a well produced, well wrapped project. So I'm gonna give it that that it deserves to be on the list. As far as winning, I don't think it's gonna win. But I've been known to be wrong on many occasions. Uh, but knowing the Grammys, they're probably going, you know, either go Cardi or they'll go J. Cole. And let's let uh, yeah, finish this one off. Kev, what are your thoughts? With Drake pulling out, I think Drake would have won. But I think the award is going to go to Cardi. I don't really have, you know, any. I don't feel like any of these really were like bad nominees a lot of people like the Family Ties song. I, I'm, I'm hit. You know, I could do without it, but mo- for the most part, these four songs, you know, played a significant role this year. So, you know, I can see them being nominated for something. Yep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I think. Uh, so I, I looked up the the definition. It's very vague, but it just says uh, best rap performance is an honor presented to recording artists for quality rap performances so it's like something that we're gonna get into later when you use the definition of i mean the the word that you're trying to define in the definition is like, okay <laughs> you're just making you're just making this up but okay so maybe maybe it's like a a best lyricist performance uh award because the categories for rap was best rap best melodic rap best rap song best rap album so i think i think best rap performance is something that could be something that's impactful in a live setting or something that plays well on the radio like you have songs that play good on the radio or play good in the club but it may not be the best song you know what i mean yeah i don't know I mean, I think the, the. I mean, it's like up. Up is not a up. Up. Up is not a really. You know, I wouldn't say up is the best rap song, but if you play up in a club, I mean, I mean, you play up in the club, right? Or yes, no. Yeah, absolutely. And it gets it gets the it gets the people going though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's not particularly like the best song of the year, though. I mean, but if it gets the people going, doesn't it 
deserve to be considered the best song of the year or nah? Because, I mean, we're going to get to best song in just a second. And I've got. I mean, uh, uh, Up is a bad example, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. Up, uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, but Up is kind of like a bad example. I mean, like, there are songs that just. Okay, like last week, the um the Kodak Black song I had, you know, I wouldn't put that on the best of nothing. So why are we talking about it? Because it's a song that plays well on the radio. Is 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 uh that song gonna be the best album, best song of the year? Probably not, but it plays good on the radio. So it's it's weird. Like these cat, the Grammy categories are weird because we're gonna because sometimes you will have these discussions about what it means, and then you re- even read the the definition or the you know this is what it means, and it's still confusing. But I I don't know. Just, just and we're gonna move on in just a second, but um. Uh, my life, J. Cole is nominated in best rap song and best <laughs> rap performance. So maybe if they wanted to say like, like you say, oh, these are best club bangers, or these are best street singles, or these are best, you know, whatever. Unless they say best lyrics, it sounds like they're trying to differentiate. These songs cannot be in the songs for best rap unless they're a, a transcendent song or something. But then they put my life in there, which is really wild because up and uh that megan track are not in best rap song and they should be okay i'm gonna jump in here felon in in this one uh we probably have to do some more research on it but the grammys has a whole pdf on the uh criteria to be in the best rap performance category and it has to do with excellence in the actual performance of this. And again, I know being that it's pandemic, that's not a, a thing as far as uh, but uh, on, I guess they're thinking more on uh, perform, you know, performances at shows like, uh, you know, um, MTV Awards, BET Awards and actually it also has a, a video component to it. So uh, uh, the video as you know, that the visual as well as the actual song itself has the has that's how that's what plays as far as the definition of what what they're looking at for this category. So I hope that helps everyone out. We're not gonna keep uh, beating this dead horse. We're gonna move on to another category that we think is super weird too, and that is best melodic rap performance. Which I'm like, it makes no sense. But anyway, uh, here we go with the nominees, and the nominees are J Cole, Lil Baby. Uh, Pride is uh, the Devil, uh, Doja Cat, Need to Know, Lil Nas X featuring Jack Harlow, Industry Baby, Tyler the Creator featuring NBA Youngboy and Ty Dolla Sign, What's Your Name, Kanye featuring The Weeknd and Lil Baby, Hurricane. All right, so uh, let's let let's let uh, <laughs> Reaper jump in on this one because I know he might tear this one apart. Reaper, what's your thoughts? I mean, you know what, man, it's, because again, the the exact definition basically says they want to acknowledge. Because originally it was called rap slash sung collaboration, so it's like they want to acknowledge rap songs that aren't just flat out rap that have like singing elements to them, like features or like I don't know trap soul or something like that, but isn't R and B. So, and then it says the first award for rap sung collaboration was even Gwen Stefani with Let Me Blow Your Mind. So it's like, okay, I see, I see what you're trying to do there. But, 
and then Nelly and Kelly with Dilemma, Crazy in Love, Beyonce, Jay Z. So it's like it's like R and B hip hop mix tracks, you know. But Pride is the Devil, nah. And then uh, Industry Baby is like, I mean, he does sort of sing the chorus, I guess. But and then okay, Tyler, you know, Tyler's got a lot of genre bending stuff on his last record, so maybe they're trying to just throw Tyler a bone because he was complaining last year or the year before. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think they actually, they are definitely throwing him a bone. And I think he's going to walk out of this with, if not one, definitely, uh, with with not two, definitely one uh, Grammy this year because of his complaints. Because again, him, you know, again, I know, you know, Ty Dolla Sign being on that track makes it, you know, melodic. I get it. But, you know, it's tough. This is tough. And again, that's why we, when we go to talking hip hop, you guys will feel where we're coming from. But uh, Kev, your thoughts on this uh, best melodic rap performance? Well, you know what? Doja Cat was rap at the beginning. And then when she wasn't doing so hot, she started to do, you know, like the new disco kind of stuff and started to get more play. So until she flat out just doesn't rap anymore or only sings or or does like yeah a, a new disco or like that that the last Daft Punk record so she does something like that for like three records in a row they gonna call it rap is Doja Cat even rap I mean what is she Doja Cat is rap just like Post Malone <laughs> but it's like like I saw an interview where um, Tyler the Creator had won like a rap Grammy like some years back and he was like this is not a rap album. And that's what I feel like Doja Cat's song is. It doesn't feel like a rap song. So it's just kind of like, I've, I've always wondered why do they call her, you know, why is she in these rap categories? And it's really, you know, it doesn't have a rap feel to it. So, you know, a lot of these awards just don't make sense. It just feel like it's just filler for some reason. But I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a lot of strong... um a lot of strong nominees. I mean, I could see J. Cole winning. I could see Doja Cat winning. I could see Little Nas X winning. Um, I could see Tyler winning. So it's just, I don't know. Doja Cat, Little Nas, and Tyler are probably like the three favorites. And it's kind of hard to pick which one out of these three. I don't, well, I don't think those are his exact words. I think he was just saying, genre bending, I'm not just doing rap only. Why do you have to give me a rap award? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I be nominated for something else? And again, most people complaining that they just not win an album of the year or not being acknowledged for album of the year. But he won album of the year. Wait, Chance the Rapper won? Yeah. No, I believe that was a rap of the year. It wasn't album. I of the looked year. up the past uh, t- 2010 albums of the year. Let me go back. It, it, album of the year was uh, Adele for 2017. Because I'm always known to be wrong. Grammy albums of the year, 2014, 2015, 2016, The Pimp Butterfly, Chance the Rapper, Damn, Cardi B, Tyler the Creator, 2020, Igor. Okay. So whenever I'm speaking on what the Grammys is saying, I'm only in the rap categories. Not rap, not album of the year, but rap album of the year. He won in 2020 with Igor. Right. But but I'm, what I'm saying is, I believe he was complaining, saying like, yeah, this this album wasn't just rap. Like I was doing some other stuff on here. 
why can't I basically why can't I be acknowledged for best album of the year like all genres why do I have to get a rap award yeah no I feel you on that I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't I'm like because that was a rap album you know I know that he was doing and trying different things and that this album is definitely more of what he would call a rap album in his own words from multiple interviews I heard this you know his words were this is my rap shit I was in my I was in my rap shit I was really trying to rap and I was rapping so those were quotes from him in multiple interviews that I saw him in when he was promoting the project. So definitely this album he considers rap. And, uh, you know, again, those are two uh, weird, you know, the Grammys trying to boil down our genre and, and make it less than. And we'll get into that momentarily. So we're going to move on to the next category, and that is best rap song. All right. And the nominees are bath salts dmx featuring jay-z and nas best finn uh sweetie featuring doja cat family ties baby keen featuring kendrick lamar jail kanye featuring jay-z and my life j cole featuring 21 savage and moray uh i'm gonna jump into this one first again and just say that i, I actually thought that this was a pretty decent pick of them and my sentimental favorite is Bath Salts uh, from DMX and Jay Z and Nas, but uh, most likely, yo that yo that song sucks. What? <laughs> Period. <laughs> like that's you know what you know what they and I'm, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go. I don't mean to cut you off, but um, they need to get off Jay Z tip like for real. Like come on, Bath Salts, Jay Z and 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 again. Maybe because it's a Jay-Z and Nas collab or rest in peace DMX. Let's just give him a nod. But Jay-Z has been nominated for a whole bunch of stuff that he hasn't been deserving of of being nominated for. And this is one, as well as that Kanye jail track. That's not even the best track on Donda. Okay, so you're just saying that you don't like Jay-Z. No, I do like Jay-Z, but don't just, just like they just nominate Taylor Swift or Coldplay or, you know, if, because they've got Grammy history, they don't, it's like they don't acknowledge whether this stuff is good or not. It's just like, oh, Coldplay put out something? Oh, yeah, nominate something. <laughs> well, I would say this. If you take his, there's two songs that he's featured on off the list, then that means you're trying to give J. Cole two awards. No, they, I'm saying they could have, they could have swapped one of the songs from best rap performance or they could have picked another song. Like, like I said, Jail isn't even the best song on Donda. And bath salts, look, look, you find me, you find me one person in the United States, in the world that was, that listened or was checking for that DMX album uh, this year. And I, I'll give him a dollar because <laughs> you're going to have to give out a lot of dollars because when he passed that the numbers did very well. He actually, uh, uh, he got close to gold, if not gold by now. But yeah, it did. It did. It did well for an album that was kind of thrown together. That was booty. That album is terrible. And I'm in agreement with you. But this particular track on that album was probably the standout. And I'm not even saying it's a standout because Jay Z was featured on it. Did you not hear Nas's uh, bars on that on that track? Man, I don't. I don't <laughs> care, man. The song is. It sucks. And you know what? And you, and you know, the, 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 the album is about just because Jay-Z's verse was whack. No, the, the album is 
is whack with or without Jay-Z. And I'll say this together, even the thrown thrown together uh, sentiment that you just said isn't necessarily true because after he passed, you know, I was talking to Swiss Beats and everything. He said the album was 90% done or more before he passed. So that's the album that we was going to get whether DMX died or not, which is even more like, you know, maybe, oh, DMX didn't okay all of this stuff. It came out, you know, posthumously or whatever. But no, that was the record. And it's just like, what? And it's got, yo, the album's got way too many features on it. Way too many features, way too long. And I think that, again, when I say throw away, if he said it was 90% done, then a bunch of the stuff he put in, it, it, it was a bunch of throwaway tracks on that album. And they just put them on there because of him passing. No, but what I'm, but, but, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. So as B said, this was the album that we was going to get because it was already, you know, 90% finished before he passed. So maybe he threw a couple of songs on there, but this was large in part just going to be another DMX record if he hadn't died, which is like, it sucks. It sucks, man. It doesn't get any pass because, oh, it came out and they were just trying to fulfill DMX's legacy. Like, no, bro, that album sucks. And it does not to be deserve to be acknowledged with the rest of his, his catalog as far as top-notch stuff, which means it doesn't need to be nominated for a Grammy. Anyway, Kev, you got the floor, man. I don't need to say, I don't need to say nothing. This is the worst out of the four categories. Yeah, man, for real. So it's, you know, yeah, I, I do agree that I think DMX is going to win it because of his death. I think Swiss Beats is way past his prime, so I'm not sure what contributions he actually had to this album, but uh, they was totally unnecessary. And, you know, DMX death, I think, just almost guaranteed him the, the award. But, I mean, overall, these five songs are just like, you know, not that great. It shouldn't even be nominated. So next next category. Well, you know what? They should they should, if you ask me, they should give it to Best Friend if they're gonna give it to anybody, because that song went bananas this last year and some change. Like black girls, white girls, Chinese girls, German girls. I've played this song for everybody, every single girl in the club like this song. And references it on, you know, social media and stuff like yeah. Go ahead and give it to that one. That's fine. If you're not going to give it to Megan or Cardi for those uh, songs. Because even I would argue, even if it, if Megan or Cardi uh, was nominated against Best Friend, I still might give it to Best Friend because it had a huge impact. No doubt. I'm with both of y'all on that. So let's move on into the last category, and that is Best Rap Album. And the nominees are The Off Season by J. Cole, King's Disease 2 by Nas, Call If You Get Lost, Tyler the Creator, Donda Kanye. I'm going to start this one off again and just say nine times out of 10, this is going to be either Tyler or Kanye. Uh, uh, King's Disease 2 is not going to win two years. You know, he's not going to get the award two years in a row. So, and I doubt they're going to give it to J. Cole. So I would definitely put that uh, Kanye and uh, Tyler are probably, you know, just due to their track records going, going to fight for this one. But my sentimental favorite Based on me and my feelings about what came out, I would love for Tyler to win it. And 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 then my uh, dark horse would be J. Cole. Uh, Kev, your thoughts? I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really don't care. Yeah, like you said, you know, well, looking at previous Grammy Rap Award winners, they have given out the award uh, in back-to-back artists. So 
it would it be a surprise if Nas get it two years in a row? Not really. I don't know. I'm I'm with Drake dropping out. I think it kind of diminishes the other four albums that that are there. Like that would have been a good like you know Drake versus Kanye again, and then you throw in you know Tyler the Creator who even though he you know he's talented, but I don't I, I think. I still think that Tyler Creator's album was a sleeper hit. And a lot of people would disagree with me, but Tyler hasn't had this like impact that he has had over the past year. Or so like, you know, we're looking at we're looking at this album as like like it's I mean, we're saying this, we're saying it's like mainstream, like mainstream media is saying like this is one of the best albums of the year. And you rarely hear that. You rarely hear Tyler's name in mainstream media as doing a good album. You might hear a song or something he said in the interview or something like that. So you would have had three really strong albums kind of going up against each other, but now it's left to two, and it's kind of like, eh. I, I you know, I needed that Drake in there, but you know, I, I'm it's whatever. All right, I feel you on that. I just want to throw in this uh, correction on. Um back to backs just to make sure we get it uh, fully legitimate it's over the last 20 years there's only been two artists to win back to back grammys and uh, one of them did it twice and the two artists were Eminem and Kanye uh Eminem won back to back grammys twice and Kanye won back to back grammys once so it's only happened a couple of times and those two artists were so huge. They're this they're the icons of the last 20 years and I would say to you that no one on this year's best rap album are with I would say are the, you know, juggernauts of the 2020s, you know. I would say that because Igor won, so a lot of artists have won year apart, like two years apart. Like uh um let's see here. Lil Wayne won and then lost and then wasn't nominated next year and then came back and won again. Uh, same thing with Outkast. They won one year and then came back and won again. So several artists, more artists have won and come back and won maybe two years later than won back to back. Ludacris did it too. He won and then came back two years later and won. So uh, it's it, same thing with Jay-Z. Jay-Z won and then, yeah, so he's won multiple Grammys, but not back to back. So I would say to you that Call Me If You Get Lost has a better chance than all of these, except for Kanye with Donda being that he is you know, one of those artists that the Grammy loves. You know, the Grammy loves this artist. So we'll see. But uh, Reaver, finish this one off for us. Yeah, Kev kind of took the words right out of my mouth. I'm not too crazy about this category either. Yeah, we should acknowledge that Drake was nominated, but even if he didn't withdraw, I don't think he would have won or deserves to win for that record. Tyler or Kanye will probably, well, I don't know, because they've been on Nas's tip recently as well. But because uh, I told you, I'm not crazy about the first King Disease record either. But, uh, you know, made a made a best man win. I'll say that. Let's All right. And uh, really appreciate the fellas on that one. And that was our review and predictions of the 2022 rap Grammy nominees. All right. And we got to move on now to uh, talking hip hop and our talking hip hop topic for the night is do the Grammys really matter? And 
I'm going to start off because I know uh, the fellas are going to really tear into this one, but I'm just going to pose this to them and say that without the Grammys, we don't stand a chance when it comes to legitimizing our place in the mainstream society. We can get all the BET awards we want. We can get all the MTV awards we want. But if we don't have that Grammy, you know, the thing that Rod Stewart has, the thing that Mick Jagger has, the thing that uh, Barbara Streisand has, it just doesn't legitimize us in mainstream society. Kanye is as popular as he is based on winning Grammys. Nicki Minaj is as popular as she is based on winning a Grammy. So th- that would be my argument is that it legitimized them. They, they became huge with the mainstream society. I'm not talking about heads. I'm not talking about the urban society, the people who don't listen to rap, but have embraced rap because these people have become as big as they are in mainstream society. That's the only thing I'll pose to you as far as my worth of the Grammys. Outside of that, the Grammys has has been as has been as disrespectful as a entity can be to a genre that I love, a lifestyle that I live, and that is hip hop. You know, so I, I'll definitely say I'm, I'm very disgusted with the behavior. And like I said, those two top, the, the, those two uh, categories of performances that they've jammed together instead of just having more categories that we can win, they're going to just boil us down to four categories. So, you know, I'm like uh, Will Smith and them was in the back in the day. Fuck the Grammys. So uh, let's move on with uh, Reaper. Your thoughts on the topic. Do Grammys really matter? So. You just contradicted yourself, though. No, as a hip hop head, I can say fuck the Grammys. But as I want respect for my for my genre, I can also say that the artists that I believe in need it in order for them to be as big as they are. That's not a contradiction. No, it's it's a double edged sword. You can like you can tolerate something and not like it. So your first statement was Kanye. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're, you basically said Kanye would have not saw the ses- success that he did become this worldwide superstar without winning a Grammy. Is that true? So you're telling me that mainstream society would have heard about college dropout that was mostly played on urban radio if it wasn't for the Grammys. It was not on the top 40s. It was it was a it was on urban radio. That album, I'm talking about the first album, did not cross over mainstream. That album didn't. But Kanye, you know, didn't get famous until late registration came out and like graduation. Like, like you said, only Heads was listening to Kanye then. Yes, but the first two albums won Grammys and then made it and the anticipation for late registration so high. That's what I would say. Oh. I don't know if I agree with that, because, again, as somebody that's, I mean, ahead or mainstream America did did or how many Grammys does Kanye have or did he win a Grammy for his first record or his second record? People don't know that. I don't think so. Yes, they do. At least in my circle of I work in, uh, you know, my main job, I work in the medical field and I know plenty of MDs, nurses, 
uh, x-ray techs that are mainstream. And I think everyone knows when I say mainstream and they know Eminem's career. They know Kanye's career. They know Jay-Z's career. I'm talking about what they won. They do. They, I, 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 I'm arguing with them constantly about relevance of older artists as well as some underground artists because they only follow the, 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 the real you know, juggernauts. You might be able to slip a uh, Chance the Rapper in there. You might be able to slip uh, Tyler, the Creator in there. But if it's not the majors, nah, I'm telling you, they know uh, Drake's career back and forth. They can tell you about his dad. They can tell you about everything. But that's because these people are like socialized. They're like superstars, not because of how many Grammys they've won. But the Grammys is what gave them the legitimacy for people to notice that this this means something. What they're doing means something. Yeah, I don't agree. You don't agree that the Grammys say that it shows that this means something to the mainstream society. So then what gets you from late registration to a billionaire? Then you tell me what gets you there if it's not the Grammy. Is it the BET Awards? You could. I mean, it's not it's not none of them award shows It's making good music. It's touring from from him going from college dropout to where he is now. He had a handful of successful tours, including including the Glow in the Dark tour, which went crazy. He got to deal with Nike. He got to deal with Adidas. He got with Kim Kardashian. But again, you're you're jumping way too far ahead. Are you, the first two songs, the first two albums with uh, with Rock Nation? If it wasn't for uh, um, Jesus Walks, he that album wouldn't have made it to where it made it. And then coming back with the follow up on the next one. I'm telling you that those two albums set him up for that. And the recognition from the Grammys is a part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, hear, I hear what you're saying. I just, I don't agree. Okay. I, I, go ahead. Cause I'm just, I'm still trying to figure out how we get from those two albums to the out, to the, to everything you're talking about that happened much further down the road. What I'm not making the connection with is he was making good music. He was, selling records you know at, at a time when people were still buying cds it wasn't solely on streams and does the the nominations for grammy or for any award help yeah okay fine i won't argue with you there what i'm saying is if kanye doesn't win any grammys but he's still making the same songs the same quality of songs getting the same amount of selling the same amount of records going to five times platinum six times whatever whatever getting worldwide recognition by people and he doesn't win the Grammys, all of that stuff still happens. He doesn't, what I'm saying is he is not famous because of how many Grammys he has. That's not true. Okay. So in 2005, right, you know how, what, you know what albums came out that year, right? And you're telling me that late mm -hmm. registration was the best album of 2005. I'm looking at the list of what came out that year, and I, I just want to see if you you believe that that was the best album that year, because that's what set him on the path to where he is. Well, number one, the Grammys have a weird cutoff time, and I'm sure Kev is going to acknowledge this when he gets on. The cutoff time is August to August or something like that. So it's like August 2004 to or September 2004 to August 2005. So. Some, so if something came out in the fall of 2005, September or October, it may not get acknowledged at all, or it falls under the category of 2006. So was it the best album of 2005? Maybe. I don't have every album that came out in 2005 in front of me. I'm looking at the nominees, though. 
50 Cent, The Massacre, Common B, Missy Elliott, The Cookbook, and Eminem Encore is definitely the, the best amongst those. Amongst those, yes. But think about the documentary by Game was there. The Carter Two was there. Jeezy, Let's Get It, Thug Motivation 101 was out that year. It was some real heavy stuff that I know would be played more in the club than his stuff. USA by Yin Yang Twins. I'm not saying that was a great album. I'm just saying what was being played in the clubs. But even still, yeah, it's a great album. It's great. I mean, but even all the stuff you just named, the only thing that I would pick over late registration is that Jeezy. Yes, yes. Yeah, that that first, that Thug Motivation 101 is a moment in time, man. Like, that record is crazy. That record is crazy. That's a bad, that's a bad, I think that's a bad thing to say. It's, Kanye was hot at that time, and late registration was, it was it was ahead of its time at that time it came out. I love the Jeezy, first Jeezy album. I think it was great. Paul Wall came out that year. Little Brothers, The Minstrel Show, uh, Doctor Game's first album, Atmosphere. I like Atmosphere. They had an album. It was a whole bunch of good albums came out that year, but I don't disagree with 05 being the year Kanye, they said Kanye had the best album. Had the Grammys had some mishaps with Grammy albums? Yeah. I mean, outside of Macklemore beating uh, Kendrick Lamar, which was... Uh, you guys are arguing semantics. What I'm saying is... Right, but, but that's what he's saying, though. It's like, you're defending the Grammys, but then you're kind of like, they had a lot of misses because... You're sitting here defending Kanye, but I'm looking at the 05. He won for College Dropout. He beat the Black Album. How? College Dropout was good, but it wasn't better than the Black Album. It's the whole thing. It can't be one without the other. It's not preference, man. Like, the Blueprint and the Black Album are like staples. I'll I, I, I put you like this. Now, maybe because I'm a big Jay-Z fan, but if I had to pick between Late Registration, College Dropout, Blueprint, or Black Album, I'm going to pick Black Album first. And I'm going to pick Black Album last. I'm going to start with Black Album and I'm going to end with Black Album. <laughs> it's, it don't, I, I'm sitting here and I'm reading this list and it's like, gosh, he beat, God, I mean, oh, it's not. But you know what, though? I don't want to say it's the wars per se. I think it's the voters. And I think that's where the problem is at give people you know their flowers or gratitude it, that's where it gets confusing at and that's where the grammys i think falter at because like we were just sitting here debating what the hell is best rap performance like we're in COVID. it's it's no one's giving concerts so only time you really see somebody perform is either in a video or a closed off set like they did the bt awards a couple years back but that's not really you know nothing to really judge it on so it's kind of like a lot of these awards these grammys seem unnecessary it's like you could do two awards per music genre and you'll probably be good i mean you could fill the rest of the show up with performances and for the most part that's what it is anyway it's like what maybe eight awards over three hours to be honest with you on tv and all the other awards are given off camera yeah man i just the thing about all, all all award shows, all awards, period, is it's just a big circle jerk for real. Like Hollywood, famous people love to wank each other off and give each other awards. Though none of these awards actually represent 
what the people like. Right. Like, rarely do they get it right, you know. Or even like, or even like what is actually the best in a lot of times. I mean, it's like, you know, they do the, they do Oscar snubs every year. And it's like, some of that stuff is legitimate, but other stuff is like, nobody's seen this movie. This movie was played on 50 theaters and all across 50 states. Who the hell seen this movie that got nominated for this award? And again, therein lies why I try and give my give you guys a little insight to the mainstream and that you can't get to where you want to go without the mainstream giving you your circle jerk. But I don't think so, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Until until I looked at this album of the year list, who won different rap Grammys, I didn't even know Ludacris had a Grammy, to be honest with you. And that and that's shocking to me. That's almost as shocking as Macklemore beating Kendrick Lamar. Ludacris got a Grammy, but Ludacris has always been in some sort of advertisement or on something. Always. Since his er huh? No, no, no. Yes, I've always seen Ludacris in something. He's in movies. He got a, a, a peanut butter commercial now. He can't even got Gunner in a peanut butter commercial. I'm like, what the hell? How did how did that happen? Like Gunner ain't gonna never win an award, but he's in a peanut. He's in a major peanut butter commercial though. That's mainstream. Yes, it is mainstream. But again, you gotta remember, Luda did not start showing up on these things until he started getting recognized by the mainstream. I know you guys don't want to believe me on this, but you need. That's not true, man. Back for the first time got nominated. Back for the first time got nominated and word of mouth. That's not true. I'm not saying when I'm saying recognize when you're recognized by the mainstream. That's when your opportunities come. You don't have to win the amount to win the award, but you got to make the list. And I'll give you a prime example. And I'm, I'm. But what I'm wait, wait, before you go on, what are you saying? What does that mean, recognize? Because both of his first two albums got nominated. Yes. And that's saying before his first two albums, when he was just doing mixtapes, nobody was putting him in commercials. As soon as he got recognized. Come on, man. Come on, man. He First of all, he didn't do mixtapes. He did a, you know, a, a street album, which was basically the, the skeleton of Back for the First Time. But he wasn't a rapper then. That's when he was still doing the radio stuff. You cannot say. I know that. I was there when he was doing it. I bought his street tapes. I promoted his events. I know that. Yeah, that's fine. What I'm saying is you just said, this is your words. You just said he was not acknowledged by the mainstream until he started to do, I don't know, mainstream things. But his first two albums got nominated for Grammys. So what are you saying? I, I, I don't get why you, you you gentlemen don't understand what I'm saying. That the Grammys, the nod from the Grammys. It's not. It's, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's not the fact we don't understand. Here, no. Just let him finish. Let him finish. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. not hard stuff. The nod from the Grammys gets you into uh, Coca Cola. The nod from Grammys gets you in that. Gets you a phone call from adidas nike not before that's not you don't get oh nike's with them now so let's give them the nomination that's not how it's worked not for our genre our genre means you need the american music awards you need grammys once you're nominated by them and you're recognized by the mainstream wow okay some executive at coca-cola pepsi 
uh, Nike, Adidas, then they say, oh, maybe we should uh, give them a call. They would be a great representative for us. That's the order in which it works. That doesn't mean it's right. I've not once said tonight that it's right. What I'm saying is in order for us to have our place in mainstream society and be as successful as your Jay-Z's, as your Kanye's, you have to have something from the mainstream to say that, oh, they're okay. That's a good one. I disagree with that. I I mean, I I understand what you're saying, but I disagree because I think that I think so many people take rap as a whole as something easy to do that you will see you'll see Disney shows. You'll see kids rapping on there. You'll see people rapping in comedies. You can go damn near any commercials, TV shows, comedies, dramas, movies, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you will see people trying to rap, even if it some of it sounds good and some of it is it's funny. So you don't really acknowledge how bad it is. But mainstream has my opinion is this, that mainstream has realized that rap is the biggest thing out there. And and it either you can't fight it no more. I mean, they they fought it in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? When. When uh, the two live crew had to go to the Supreme Court to just to fight, they're fighting it now. Uh, uh, Mayno and um, Fabio up in New York now with a mayor talking about some. He want to ban drill music. I mean, like you know, it's still it's still enemies that want to see rap go away. But these forty years or whatever, it ain't going nowhere. It's it's just every every time it's come to a speed bump, it has leaped over it. And found a new way to to grab a hold of what's going on. I mean, like you look at gospel music when Lecrae won the Grammy. Gospel music went crazy. They was like, "Why are you giving it to this guy? He's a gospel rapper. That's why we gave it to him." And then Grant and and these gospel artists fought and fought and fought until they had to create a Grammy gospel rap category. Bam, rap did. Rapped and jumped into gospel. Kanye is nominated in the Grammy uh, uh, gospel rap category this year. What's the country singer? Kane Brown. Kane Brown is one of the biggest artists in America. He don't sing. He sounds like he's rapping. So rap is everywhere. It don't even matter. I mean, I mean, a winning an award is great, but I think that you know, so many people are putting their hands into the pot. It can. It can it could take away the value of some stuff. Like, like, I mean, I'm like, I'm saying I'm sitting, like, I didn't realize that naughty by nature won a rap Grammy award. I'm like, why is naughty by nature getting nominated for a, a Grammy? Any kind of awards. Naughty by nature won the first rap Grammy best album over Tupac's me against the world. Bone thugs, East 99 old dirty's first album. And why would they nominate Skilos? I wish. Why? <laughs> now, if you want that, now, now that's now this is worse than Macklemore beating um Kendrick Lamar. No, it's not. Skilos, I wish. No, it's not. It's uh, it's da- it's damn near. Like I'm, I, I, I didn't care for uh Tupac's Me Against the World, but I've heard so many people say so many great things about Me Against the World. This Bone Thugs East 99 was okay, but I remember in the 90s when this album came out, I used to hear people play Bone Thugs 
every single day at 95 and 96. I mean, until from that from the time that first album was released up until they played that second album, I heard I got tired of hearing Bone Thugs. People used to play it so much. But Naughty by Nature beat Tupac and Bone Thugs? And it beat the Wu and, and Old Dirty's first solo album, which was Wu Tang, and they was hot. It beat that. Look, man, I, I can understand it's about a matter of opinions, but it's this certain stuff that shouldn't win, and this certain stuff that shouldn't even be nominated. And when when you nominate Skilos, I wish as one of the best rivals from '95, it's like really like okay if you if you want to you know. We we know everybody, you know, they got their favorites, but Skilos, I wish. 97 wasn't even better. And no offense to the Fuji's for winning, but they got Coolio's Gangsta Paradise and LL's Mr. Smith. Really? I tell you this. I used to defend the Grammys, and and, and, and I'm not saying that artists, like I said, artists should not, I, I believe artists should get recognition, but the, the backstage, I guess, politics or however you want to look at it, it hurts what the award could be. And that's, and that's my thing. Like, I don't think you need may I don't think a Grammy award could propel you to the mainstream because, you know, uh, flow rider, flow rider was one of the, was what like one of the, the biggest artists in rap. And he didn't even have a hit single for like God. He was like the biggest <laughs> rapper for like eight years straight. And he had no hit singles. But Flow Rider, Flow Rider was the biggest artist in rap music for a couple of years consecutively, and he didn't have a big single. He didn't have any awards. Look, I'm not gonna sit up here and argue for Flow Rider because I really don't care. I'm going to uh, acknowledge what Bwise was saying earlier about uh, does winning the award, you know, get you the peanut butter commercial or the you know the Coca Cola, perhaps. But like I said, in my mind, no one is looking at the, you know, best rap category for 2012. I'm looking at it right now and they see, well, I mean, maybe that's not a good example because Kanye already won two awards at that point. So let's go to the 2004 one again. Nobody look, well, no, because Outkast already won. Let's look at 2005 with College Dropout. So in my mind, nobody looks at 2005 the list and says Kanye, BC Boys, Jay-Z, LL Cool J, Nelly. Oh, we were going to pick one of the winners from this category for our commercial. Who is this Kanye West guy? Let's let's get him in here and, and see if he would work for this commercial. We need a rapper. Like, I think if they were already planning to use a rapper, they would have already selected it, A, or they would look at top rap singles of the year or who's selling the most records or, you know, maybe ask a young person who's their famous rapper or favorite rapper. I don't think they're these mainstream quote unquote talking heads. I don't think they're looking at the best rap song category or best rap album category and saying, this guy seems like he's popular because he won. Let's push him into the mainstream and give him a Nike deal or give him a, Wheaties box or something. Cause even, even Macklemore, like since Macklemore won the award, has he been on a Wheaties box or been on a peanut butter commercial or correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I'm saying that if you are nominated or win a Grammy, that means that 
some person sitting in a corporate office has had a conversation with somebody who's on the voting committee who's saying, hey, this young man or this young lady could be a good representative for what these are the conversations that happen in boardrooms that happen in in in, in uh, fine dining restaurants in upper echelon luxury hotels. This <laughs> these are the conversations that happen, not. And, and, and I'm, my point here very quickly is late uh, college dropout had Jesus walk on it, which was the biggest song that year. But I assure you that on the golf courses in Pebble Beach, the golf courses in Kokomo, nobody was listening to that song. The Grammy committee got it. And one of those people were on the golf course in Long Beach or wherever they Beverly Hills somewhere with someone who flew in from Cocoa Beach and said, hey, you got this guy, man. He's talking about Jesus. We're going to nominate him for a Grammy. I did not say that this was the, the, the this is the everything to be. What I'm saying is you don't get Jay-Z, you don't get Kanye being almost billionaires with. So you got it. So don't here. Here we here we go. You still got to put in the work. You still have to put out a quality project. You still have to put out heavy work in whatever genre like uh, like um, Ludacris. You still have to if you go into something else, you still got to do well in that. But what gets you in that boardroom? And it's very simple. What gets you in the boardroom is a nod to get you in the conversation. That's all I'm saying. I, again, I'm agreeing with you guys on that. The Grammys, as far as our genre of music is concerned and people who love our genre of music and our genre of life are what we believe is life. That matters more than anything. But to get us Kanye billionaire, to get us Drake almost billionaire to get us Jay-Z, which I'm not, I don't know technically where he stands billionaire or not, but to get you there, you have to get a nod to even Eminem to get him to where he's worth five or 600 million, $700 million. You have to get a nod from somebody to put you in the spaces where you're going to get pushed to put that, uh, that record executive. Cause again, also record executives will put more money behind your project when you win, oh, that because that looks good for their record company. They can put your plaque up in their hallways, in their offices. And then they say, hey, I need I need more of these. So let me put some more money behind them. It's just it's it's it's, it's one plus one equals two guys. One plus one equals two. One is the hard work and the talent. Two is being in the right place at the right time with the right person pushing you. Those are that that is how billionaires are made. That's how super successful artists are made. And our genre wouldn't have had that without the mainstream American Music Awards or the mainstream Grammys being there. So I will on your point, I will say winning a Grammy or being nominated for a Grammy will not hurt you if you're trying to. Yeah, renegotiate your contract or get more money to make your next album, hire bigger producers. Oh, well, the last one, without your money, got nominated for a Grammy. Imagine what I could do with the money. So I will agree, it's not going to hurt you. However, you know, whether Eminem got acknowledged for the Marshall Mathers LP in 2000, it was still on every single radio station. It was still the biggest thing. He was the biggest thing. 
because Stan or because some of those other songs were just really big songs. Does he sell 10 million records without a Grammy? Absolutely. Because Stan was a big song because people was buying his record because it was getting airplay. I don't think like you like, OK, to use your example and I, to use your example, be uh, I don't know if it's one plus one equals two. Maybe it's more like algebraic. It's like, you know, one plus one X or something like that, like one plus one parentheses. Like it could be one plus one plus two equals two. But in some situations, it's not. Does that make sense? Oh, without a doubt. And again, I'm, and that's what I'm agreeing on. I'm not saying, again, it's not everybody's not going to win. We have the examples you just gave it. Flo Rider's example. He didn't get the nod and he sold a lot of records. It all adds up to multiple things having to happen in order for you to get to where these people are. And I'm saying for these people that I'm, like I said, even Drake, and even for, for those guys to be where they are, it took, it's, it, the ball had to start rolling somewhere. Somebody in somebody's uh, executive office had to either hear from somebody else or hear from somebody that they uh, respected their opinion in order for these people to be in those boardrooms. It just didn't happen. Now, nowadays is different because you probably have executives who have lived through our, our, our genre and have some knowledge of it. But we're talking about the 90s and the early 2000s. Those guys were sitting in those offices. They had no idea what was being played. The Marshall Mathers album, they did not know unless one of their children told them these people don't listen to that music, nor do the people that I worked with back in those days listen to that music. When I would tell people that I worked with that I was going out to promote an album for such and such, they was like, "Who the, who's a JT and with my money? What's a money JT? They didn't know any of these things. I was a guy who they respect and they was like, okay. And I actually got them to come to some album release parties. And with that, we'd just like to say thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you so much. We hope you enjoyed our debate on the Grammys and whether they matter or not. And uh, please follow us on social media. Kev, tell them where they can follow us on social media. You can follow us on our Twitter at Mixed Era Rap and our Instagram at Mixed Era Rap Pod. All right, that's what's up. Reaper, tell them where they can follow on social media. All social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, excuse me, Mick, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, uh, WeChat, if you're on that Asia thing, or Mixcloud, if you like DJ mixes, that's at the313kid, T-H-E, 313-K-I-D. That's what up. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate, I'm telling you, man, I appreciate my co-hosts. They are the best, most knowledgeable, rough, rugged, and raw. We out of here. Peace.